player. Supernatural. Is anyone All right, welcome to another edition of Supernatural Confessions. My name is Timo, joined by Eugene Tay, founder of Supernatural Confessions, author, and all-around nice guy. Hi. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you'll notice today, Eugene sounds very, very different. We got him off his ass to finally <laughs> invest in a proper microphone. So congratulations, uh, Eugene. You're one step closer to being a true blue audiophile. Hey, thanks for the inspiration, and this was actually your recommendation. Yeah. Of course, if it starts to fall apart, then, then please don't blame me. Okay. okay. All right. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about roads. Now we are approaching seventh month, which is also known as the hungry ghost time of the year where, you know, people start having all sorts of uh, reports coming out. Uh, I wanted to focus tonight actually on roads. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure there are quite a few roads in Singapore that have a lot of stories. And once again, for all our listeners, uh, if you're tuning in and right now you're thinking, hey, I also know of some roads, right? I've heard stories or I've seen stuff myself. We would love for you to submit your stories so that we can share them and discuss them as well. What is your favorite road, by the way, Eugene? Old Changi Road, right behind where the prison is. This is not near Changi Point. La. No, not the Changi Point, not the Changi Village, not the Nedavaron Road. This is mm. the one where the old Changi prison is. Right. There's an old road behind there and that's very peaceful. It's near, I think, one of those uh, army camps as well. Okay, now when you say it's your, one of your favorite roads, are you saying it's just a oh, very calm, peaceful road? Or when you say it's one of your favorites, it's one of those <laughs> spooky roads that have been known to have lots of activity? That's the thing. It's, it's a very spooky road. And so far on the internet, if you do a search on that, uh, no one ever brought it up. This is not one of those famous horror places uh, mm. that, that cab drivers talk about. But that particular road that actually curves right in, um, mm. if you actually cycle there at night, like what I did, uh, there was one time where I smell something funky. If you smell something funny at night, you would think that this could be scary. But that particular night when I smelled like frangipani smell, mm. I felt very comfortable in fact because it's almost like a familiar friend is just there watching me and looking out for me, but not really trying to frighten me or anything. Okay, so you smelled something sweet. Yeah. And did you smell this for an extended period of time or just you just kind of cycled into it and then after that you cycled out of it? Yeah, that's right. Because I've been on that road many times, but that one time I cycled down and I it's almost like a, a floating cloud of fragrance. And it was following you? Yeah, it followed me for a while and then it just dissipated. And at no point were you feeling nervous? Did you cycle faster? Because... You know, I think for most of us, we have been conditioned where if you smell something sweet, especially the smell of frangipani, uh, that usually means something is close by. I totally agree with you. Usually that would be the knee-jerk reaction for anybody. But that particular incident felt very familiar to me. So somehow my subconscious mind or my astral part of my sight actually saw a familiar friend or saw a familiar face. So although I cannot see it, mm. the feeling I got was not fear, but more familiarity. Okay. All right. So let's uh, just get straight into it. At some point, we're going to be reading some of the uh, scary stories that have been reported over the years, uh, particularly mm. by cab drivers. Mm. And uh, once again, we want to remind all our listeners, if you do have any stories, they don't necessarily have to have happened to you, but stories that you know, you've heard from other people, even shared around the campfire. Please send them to us and uh, we'll, we'll discuss them as well. All right. So I did a bit of research and these are some of the roads that pop up when you talk about haunted roads in Singapore or roads that you should avoid, especially during the hungry ghost uh, season. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, the first one 
actually uh, makes me feel very uncomfortable because I actually stay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> you yeah. stay right around the corner from that place. Yeah, I actually stay further down. All right, and and granted, it is a very long road here in Singapore. The road I'm talking about is Yochikang Road. Okay, and Yochikang Road, like I mentioned, is one of the longest roads in Singapore, if not the longest. It stretches 9.4 kilometers. All right, and on either end of Yochikang Road, there have been stories involved. So on the road that's actually closer to the Thompson side, mm, uh, the upper there, Thompson Road side. That's right. There have been stories about a phantom cyclist. And I'll be honest, Eugene, uh, whenever I drive home, I don't go by that area. Now I find a different <laughs> route to take. All right. So there was a, a story about a phantom cyclist, right, where cars have got into accidents, veering, trying to avoid hitting a cyclist. And then they turn around and there's no one there. There's no cyclist there. I would believe that story, actually. Mm. Uh, of course, if you ask ET, one of our co-hosts, he would have some explanation for that. Uh, but I believe in phantom Operations because back in the old days, Yochukang was actually very much associated with Gambia and pepper plantations, mm, mm, mm. and that whole Chukang area is actually lots and lots of kampongs. I do want to ask something about this whole phantom cyclist thing, right? Mm. Do ghosts need bicycles to move around? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, usually when we talk about apparitions or, or, or we talk about spirits, it's just them. You know, they don't really have vehicles or yeah. motorcycles or bicycles or uh, handphones for that matter. <laughs> exactly. So much I'm ghost rider like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> What I'm curious about is to know how did this phantom cyclist look like? If mm. it was an old man on an old bike, I can understand. He probably died in an accident around the area. and it's Apparently, it was a woman, actually, a woman in white, uh, riding a bike. Now, personally, I think this might be two different stories put together by people. Because mm. the woman in white story along the road is a very famous roadside story. That's right, yeah, which we'll get into in just a little bit. And you have a phantom cyclist. So to make it even scarier, you mm. put the woman in white on the phantom cycling story and you try to sell it as one well that's it if you are going to be cycling at night wearing white would probably be a good choice <laughs> road safety you know uh, and of course I know on the other side um, of Yochikang Road this is closer towards the Serangoon side right yeah. uh, towards the the Perry and the Rosyth area we know around that particular neighborhood there is nestled within a Japanese cemetery yes that's what I heard as well because there's a little little known fact that there's a road around that area is for the final resting place for released early Japanese uh, migrants including actually the prostitutes so yeah. anytime you have a story about Japanese dead restless spirits around the area tend to surface. All right. It's a bunch of roads that come under our second entry. Uh, this involves Old Chochukang Road, uh, Jalan Baha, Lim Chukang Road, and Nyo Tu Road. And from what I've read, Old Chochukang Road is actually close to many cemeteries. Yes. Okay? It's smack right in the middle of the biggest burial grounds in Singapore. Uh, old Chochukang area, the Jalan Baha, Lim Chukang Road, that area is cemetery land, right? Mm. Uh, it's the only, only cemetery left in Singapore. Hmm. The major ones, not talking about smaller Muslim cemeteries. Uh, there's also the crematorium over there. Yep. So naturally, when you have a place devoid of civilization and yep. it's all dead people, mm -hmm. you're going to get stories from that area. And uh, cemeteries of all different faiths as well. You've got the Chinese, Christian, Muslim, Parsi, uh, Jewish, Hindu cemeteries, a number of columbariums there as well. And here's something uh, interesting that I, I came across. Apparently, they said that if you're within that area, there have been stories of faceless, white-gowned women who sit high up in the trees. So, again, Pontianas or the Kakaks. <laughs> Anytime it's a lady in white means it must be a Pontiana. That's the signature look, right? Anyone in white with long hair, ah, Pontiana. I guess, or Marvel superhero. 
<laughs> okay, so one story that's actually popped out involves a taxi driver uh, who was apparently making a detour along this whole old Chuachukang road about midnight. Of course, everything happens at midnight, right? And uh, yeah. someone actually flagged him down. Now, the passenger was a lady. Guess what color she was wearing? White. <laughs> she was white and red, okay? And when she got into the car, the guy asked her where she wanted to go and she didn't say a word. So he kept asking and I guess this taxi driver is getting a bit irritated, right? Without saying a word, she just pointed to the road on the right. So this guy, uh, now he's pissed off already, carries on driving down. And every time he, he wants directions, he would look into the mirror and he would see her reflection. And then eventually he turned around. And when he turned around, there was nobody there. Ching, ching, ching. Okay. Just as he was trying to process what was going on, he felt like he had just driven over something. All right. So he jam brake, he gets out of his cab, he looks down, and under the wheels, under the tires, he sees this lady in white in a pool of her own blood. Wow. So he jumps back into his cab and drives off, and for the rest of the journey, refused to turn around. I wonder if she haunted him after that. Uh, we don't have any uh, continuation of that. Yeah. But yeah, that's apparently one of the uh, stories that talk about Chachugang Road and are repeated many times uh, around campfires. Mm. Have you have you uh, encountered anything about Chachugang uh, Road? I've been there many times because mm. cemetery is a nice area to actually walk around and bring uh, dates, right? And you know, uh, the entire area with the plantations, mm. uh, the, the organic farm, is a very nice place to go by day. But just at night, the road is very eerie and cab drivers uh, actually when they receive calls this was before grab days right yeah. uh, they will refuse to take any calls to go to this area at night after sundown wow yeah. I actually had a friend who told me she and her friends would go to the cemeteries there right and then they would order Mac delivery and the Mac delivery guy would actually drive to where they were to, to give them their burgers. And I'm like thinking, I don't know whether or not I want to drive all the way down to Chachukang Cemetery just to give somebody a happy meal, right? No way, man. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But your story gave me an idea. So mm. now that seven months is coming, the next time I book a grab, what I'll do is I'll sit in the back seat and, you know, when I pass by the cemetery, I'll just hide behind the seat <laughs> so he can't see me from the rear view mirror. Ayo, so evil. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, move on to uh, the next road we're going to feature. Uh, it's called Devil's Bend and this is somewhere around the old Upper Thompson Road uh, area. I actually never heard about this but did you know that it was once home to Singapore's uh, one and only racetrack? Something in the 60s called the Thompson Road Grand Prix. Yeah, I only know about that uh, when I was doing research on this location. But mm. yeah, back in those days, uh, this was actually the racetrack. Today, the entire track, the mm. curve, the bends and everything is still mm. there. But what's interesting about that place is it has claimed multiple lives. People have lost their lives there. Because what? They uh, like to speed around that area, is it? Yeah, people use it to speed uh, naturally because they think they're in a race. But yeah. uh, those who go into accident would say they're trying to swerve, avoid something. They were usually in control of their vehicles. But mm. just that particular road is very sway. You oh, get wow. into accidents. Fatal accidents. Not too long ago, was it 11 years ago, 2008, uh, two Nanyang Poly students apparently uh, lost their lives. Uh, the car they were in suddenly skidded and crashed into a tree. All right. I don't know very much about this whole uh, yin and yang thing, but this road is surrounded by the, the Lower Pierce Reservoir, right? And yeah. a lot of trees. And apparently in Chinese folklore, water and trees possess yin properties and attract certain types of entities. 
Yes, that much is true. Not just reservoirs, uh, ponds, lakes, mangrove, swamp, any place with stagnant body of water uh, usually have a lot of spirits or the ink energies around there. So you'll find that most haunted places usually revolve around uh, places with their bodies of water. Ah, okay. All right, a road we move on to now that you're very familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> Tampanese Road. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tampanese Road? It's actually called the Old Tampanese Road. Uh, it's very near to Ikea, if you know where that is. Yeah. Uh, Tampanese Ikea, giant, very big uh, landmark in that Tampanese Pasteurist area. Mm, mm, if mm. you drive along the TPE, uh, you would be able to see the giant Ikea sign. Now, on that road towards Ikea, there is a small turn out on the right side to a road called Old Tampanese Road. And this is deserted, it's dark. And hang on, hang on. Isn't there a funeral home around that area? Yes, as well? there's a yeah. funeral home right there now and multiple temples around mm. the area. Got it. Uh, that's also on the left side is actually the Pailaba Air Base. Right. So that road, especially when I'm coming back from your place, uh, back when you were living in Aokang area, mm. Right, I would have to take that road back home because it's a shortcut. Right. Some cab drivers just refuse to drive down that road. And that road has multiple stories of accidents, mm. uh, people trying to swerve away and avoid things that they see. There's this one particular story about a cab driver who said that when he was driving down that road, he saw a lady, a long-haired lady. At the bus let me guess, let me guess. She was wearing white. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to wave him down, but this cab driver is smart. He's not mm. going to stop for a long-haired lady in the middle of the night wearing quiet so he drove on mm. as he was driving on in the next bus stop on the next lamppost uh, down the road he saw the same lady trying to wave him down again this time he stepped on the gas and he just sped past her right the next thing he heard was someone's voice behind him in the cab saying oh my god why didn't you stop for me what happened? Did he turn around? Did he see anybody there? He didn't bother talking, turning around. He stopped his cab. He opened the door and he ran the rest of the way down. He oh, just left the cab behind. Yeah. I guess that's a equivalent to a supernatural complaint when a Gojack driver cancels on Eula. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you pick me up? Okay. On to Mount Pleasant Road. Oh, Mount Pleasant Road oh. is a creepy road indeed. Um, Mount Pleasant Road. Uh, apparently, this place has history dating all the way back to the 1860s. Okay, for those who are not familiar where the Mount Pleasant Road is, there's an entrance from Thompson and it somehow goes in some weird, convoluted way and ends out on, yes. on one section of the PIE. Yeah, that's that's the one. Uh, near the, I know it's near the PIE and it's near the old police academy. Exactly. And we know that the police academy, we've heard some stories around that area as well, right? Yeah. Now, um, one of the reasons why Mount Pleasant keeps popping up is that it is also very close to Bukit Brown Cemetery. Yeah, borders of Bukit Brown Cemetery. And we all know the stories of Bukit Brown Cemetery. Yeah, uh, that whole area also once known as Coffee Hill. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with the story of uh, Bukit Brown, once upon a time it was a coffee plantation this area owned by George Brown before he bought it it was a Javanese village, right? Uh, that mm. had a lot of Malay bomos who would use black magic to actually control Pontianas. That would not be surprising at all. Back in those old days in the Javanese Kampong, Boyanese Kampong, these people are known to play with black magic. It's a norm. Uh, when I spoke to some uh, elderly Malay men, they said, yeah, back in those days in the Kampong time, people would cast spell, play black magic, play a toyo, almost like how you and I might just meet up to play a board game. You right. know? And when they grow old 
when they die and they just bury their artifacts or they just leave their artifacts hanging around, these spirits don't actually live along with them. They get trapped in the land. Yeah. So now that they modernize the place, but the entire land still have all these remnants of the past, the, the spirits, the energy, the jinns, mm. all trapped in that place. So when you have such a very rich land with so much history of black magic, and you couple that with uh, the Sukjing massacre that happened in the Second World War, around that area as well, this is just a recipe for ongoing haunting. The energy of that place is just so rich for such haunting to happen. Then there's a cemetery as well. Yes. Okay. So you ask any cab driver, like a lot of the places that we talk about, like Yochukang, Jalan Baha, uh, you know, people say, yeah, I've heard stories from somebody or somebody from somebody. But when it comes to Mount Pleasant, that's like a nine out of 10 cab drivers will tell you, okay, yeah, I'm not going there. Okay. Because that place is just creepy. Yeah. And some of the stories that have come out, right? Uh, people say they've seen uh, flying apparitions, floating yeah. heads, dismembered body parts lying by the roadside. Uh, what's interesting is that now they've actually cut a new four lane road right through that area. Uh, it's a link from Adam Flyover uh, to McRitchie Viaduct, right? And they say that more than 3,000 graves actually had to be exhumed. And while they were actually trying to construct this road, there were multiple delays, unexplained delays, yeah. right? I've had the uh, privilege of talking to someone who's doing the part of the construction to exhume the bodies. Hmm. Uh, and according to him, this is like from the, from the horse's mouth, right? Uh, LTA actually have invited the priest to come down to give blessings to this place and ask for permission. And a lot of these spirits refuse to leave. We are talking about very, very old spirits. Mm. They have been there since, I think it's one of the oldest, right, um, cemetery in Singapore. Yeah. And they refuse to leave. So this, to me, it sounds very much like an on-block case for spirits and they're not signing the petition. They don't leave the place. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of those where, oh no, 80% signed, so all of us got to go, right? No, 3,000 was like Zoom, the rest of the 7,000, nope, they did not sign that. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, well, like you mentioned, um, a lot of taxi drivers just really don't like to go by that area uh, at night. And speaking of taxi drivers, here's another taxi driver story, okay? And um, this road, you wouldn't associate this road with any hauntings. I'm talking about Killiney Road. So, a taxi driver was driving along Killiney Road at around 3 a.m. He was flagged down by a passenger who wanted to go to the Japanese cemetery. It doesn't say which Japanese cemetery. I'm just going to assume it's the one at Yochikang, right? <laughs> there was something weird, you know, when the passenger uh, spoke to him, right? It almost sounded like there was gargling at the back of the throat of this uh, passenger. <laughs> I don't know, right? So, despite the fact that, that he was wondering why anybody would go to a cemetery at three in the morning, okay, law, yeah, I'll, I'll just drive. Um, and so he drove, 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 drove. And when he eventually reached the entrance of the cemetery, and he was about to turn around and, and, and tell the guy what the fare was, there was nobody there. All right. In fact, all that there was on the back seat was dirt, leaves, and wet mud. Mm, fresh grave. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, this also sounds very familiar to, to many of the stories that, that we have heard in the years uh, where taxi driver picks up a passenger, then turns around, passenger's not there. Sometimes you see all sorts of things or like took the fare and the fare turned out to be hell notes. Hell note, yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some of the other variations of this whole picking up passengers on roads late at night? 
Yeah, so the one that you, you brought up, those two were the real popular ones, you know, pick up a, a passenger, turn around, passenger's not there. The reverse version is not picking up the passenger, and then the passenger appear behind you. Uh, but the Hell Note version uh, has a few variations. Some say that the ghost will pay in Hell Notes. Some say when they receive the money, next day when they're counting their fare, it's actually dried leaves. Right. Uh, usually we talk about how ghosts will sit in the cab and then disappear and the story ends, right? Life goes on as usual. There's one particular uh, cabbie who picked up a lady. The passenger that he picked up before her puked in his cab, so his cab smelled of puke. Mm. Uh, he was she was grumpy. He was, he was doing a night shift. And then he picked up this, this lady who came to his cab. But after a while, the whole cab just smelled fragrant. Mm. And she was driving Sweet. to the desk. Sweet, yeah. So when he drove to the destination and turned around, the spirit's not there, right? So yeah. that's that's a classic story. Mm. But what happened is he keeps driving every day and he would have aches in his back. He'd feel tired all the time. And every time he picks up a passenger when there's babies, mm. right, or children, they'll be very uncomfortable to sit behind. They'll start crying and just want to get out of that place. Mm. So after a while, he felt something was not quite right with that. And one of the passengers he picked up was actually a priest or a monk. Mm. And the monk told him, oh, your cab is full. He said, no, there's no one here. That's when the monk or the priest realized something was wrong. He got into the cab and he calmly told the driver that, do you know there's a lady and her child in this cab the whole time? Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. why you're feeling the eggs behind you and all that is because there's a spirit attachment to your cab. So wow. you feel all these eggs. Uh, so of course, he helps to clean the cab, or cleanse the cab, um, send the, the, the spirit out on their way. Mm-hmm. And miraculously, his eggs just disappeared. Wow. Okay. I thought of something funny. All these stories are popular back in the days where you had to flag a cab and pay cash. Yeah. But what about now when you have Grab and Gojek and, you know, there is no unknown destination and you pay yeah. by credit card. You know, you won't get any of these stories around anymore. Maybe this is the premise for a movie. Maybe you, you pick somebody up, you get them there, and once you're done, you get a complaint call from your <laughs> administrator saying, hey, the passenger said you never picked them up. Then who did you just drive to your destination? <laughs> the scariest thing is if you drove all over the place and you didn't end up getting paid, I think. <laughs> all right, so we've covered Mount Pleasant Road. Uh, we've talked about old Upper Thompson Road, the uh, Chachikang area, Yochukang Road. Also, when we talk about the Devil's Bend right just now, I think this other location in Singapore deserves an honorable mention as well. The yep. South Bonavista Road. Oh, yeah, 99 Bends, right? 99 Bends, yeah. yeah. People have said that that place is scary, but frankly, not as many ghost stories came out from that location compared to others. It's just scary, but it's not haunted to me. Yeah, I can only imagine just how creepy it is to be walking down that stretch. Generally, if it's late at night and anyone's walking along an empty stretch of road, just don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Any other roads that we need to mention? One final road. um, This is not another popular entry in any of the haunted locations in Singapore. Mm. Uh, But for those of us who are in our late 30s and 40s, would remember this place called Pongo End. Uh, It's a long Pongo road that ends off at a jetty uh, with a seafood restaurant there and a, a large Chinese altar. So that place is surrounded by forests and people would go there to release all these spirits. Like if they don't want to take care of their ghost child anymore or they... Why would they have they, a ghost child? Oh, you know some people actually keep ghost child as part of something they do to bring fortune to themselves? Well, what, what, are we talking like a toyo or something like that? What? Like Kumantong. Okay. This, this would be another story from another time, right? Okay. But Kumantong is like the Thai version of child spirit where you take care of the child spirit and... Is this a spirit of a child that died at birth or something? Yes. Uh, so they would release the Kumantong there or they release spirits there or any of the 
the bomos or spiritual practitioner if they cleanse you of something and they need to release a spirit somewhere because they don't destroy the spirits yeah. Pongo N is where they release it to wow okay well Pongo Road now this is a stretch where Pungul Settlement is, right? That place is quite hip. Got quite a lot of seafood restaurants, uh, a few bars and stuff like that. Yes. Now it's hip. Uh, now it's stretched down on the coast and it's very well designed, well lit. But back then, people were releasing up stuff in this part of the forest. So even like what we talked about just now with Mount Pleasant, right? You may build houses on top of that. You may try to give it a fresh coat of paint. But the land itself is already full of this negative energy. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Are there any uh, war stories from around the area as well? Yeah. In fact, uh, a Suching massacre happened there as well. Japanese soldiers during the Second World War. Uh, mm. Hundreds of Chinese civilians were just executed on the spot right there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you know how the Japanese execute people? It's really beheading. Mm. So heads mm. off shoulder at the shore. People releasing spirits there again. So you kind of see a trend with all these places. There's death, yeah. violent yeah. deaths, and people yeah. actually releasing negative energy in the area. All right. So there you have it. A few areas that you might want to avoid this hungry ghost period. 1st August till 30th August. All right. Well, before we end today's podcast, um, let's talk about some other stories that have come up involving cab drivers. And you've spoken to a lot of them over the years, haven't you? One of the things I like to do is when I take cab, I will ask the cab driver for, hey, do you do night shift? If they say yes, I'm like, okay, do you have any stories to tell? Yeah. That's kind of how I make friends with some of these cab drivers. And, and maybe get a discount too. No, no, no <laughs> discount. But a particular Mohammed Hadil who gave me a ride yesterday, uh, he was the one who shared some of his stories with me. Hmm. There's this story about a kind cabbie who lends his jacket to a shivering passenger. So this girl came in, long hair, it was raining, got into his cab, and she said, Bang, I'm very cold. Yeah. And he said, he took out his jacket, you know, said, oh, you wear this jacket, right? Yeah. So when she finally got home, uh, let's say her place is at Topayo, okay? She got home at Topayo, she got out, she wrapped the jacket around her, and she, she ran to the door. Then the cab driver noticed that, okay, she stayed on this, uh, he remembered that she stayed on the first floor, that's her, her unit number, and then he drove off, right? When he went back, he realized, ah, my jacket is with this girl. Never mind, never mind. I know where she stay. I'll go back and ask it from her tomorrow. Mm. So he drove back down to the house and he knocked on the door. He says, hello, hello. Uh, I'm looking for this young lady who borrowed my jacket yesterday. Uh, I'd like to have it back, please. This much, she opened the door and said, hey, who are you? There's no young girl here. He said, no, no, I dropped a young girl here at night, at midnight, and I, it was raining. I lent her my jacket. I like to take my jacket back. He said, how does this young girl look like? He said, oh, long hair, sharp features, a very nice eyes. Then the machit turned pale. She's like, you know, she covered her mouth and she's like, cannot be, cannot be. You know, he said, why? The person you did describe is my granddaughter mm. and she already passed away. Yeah. So the cab driver wouldn't buy this. Like, well, really? Uh, you want to take my jacket and, and run yeah. away and tell me that your <laughs> granddaughter is, is dead, is it? Wow, this is a new law, right? right? So he refused to believe because he he heard her talk. Mm. He saw her get to the house. Yeah. He passed her his jacket. It cannot be that she's dead, right? So this old lady is probably sanal and probably talking rubbish. And the lady said, you don't believe me. You go to this tomb, right? She's buried in this area, to this, in this cemetery. So he drove down the cemetery, found the tomb, and when he saw the tombstone, he got a shock of his life. On the tombstone, drapes his jacket. Wow. Actually, you know what? I have heard that story before. You know yeah. where I heard it? True Singapore ghost stories. All right, one of the volumes. This was back in the 80s, man. Uh, yeah. I can only imagine how long this story has actually been making its rounds. 
see that's the beauty about stories like this it, 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 it when you hear it once it sticks to your mind and yeah. years after you can still remember the stories or maybe you, you start putting in like you know spices here and there start to evolve and 20 years down the road you get a similar story but a different variation Alright, so once again, if you know of any stories at all, supernatural encounters, things you've encountered, or maybe stuff that you've heard as well, please submit them to us uh, via our Facebook page. Just look for Supernatural Confessions. And once again, we're still trying to get Eugene Tay to organize a tour. In fact, we, I'd like to thank all our listeners for actually voting in. Uh, we have an overwhelming response of people who wants to come for the tour on the 17th of August. And we are trying our best to make that happen. In fact, uh, I think very likely it would happen. We're now mm-hmm. trying to talk to the organizers, uh, trying to plan for logistics, buses, and uh, yeah. So keep the date free, 17th of August. All right. So until our next episode, this is Eugene Tay. And I'm Timo. And you've been listening to Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural Confessions.